0: Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline podcast. My name is Bob Heilig, your host and the founder of Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for the new wave of network marketing leaders that want to make an impact and aren't just building a downline, they're building a better world. Join us each week and learn how to build a profitable network marketing business that gives you complete freedom so that you can give back to the world in an even bigger way. Welcome, everybody, to episode 110. Today, we're going to talk Instagram stories. And I've got a very, very special guest, the one and only Instagram queen, Mrs. Jasmine Star. Yes, Jasmine is in the house and... She and I are going to be doing a deep dive into using Instagram stories for your network marketing business. And listen, for any of you that are listening, regardless of where your experience level is with stories, look, here's what I know from a lot of you because I get feedback from you. You're wanting to know more about Instagram, right? We've done several episodes on Instagram in the past. We'll actually link them in the show notes of of this episode so you can go back and check those out. But every time we do an episode on Instagram, it's always really, really popular. And what that tells me is that this is a topic that you want to hear more about. So I thought to myself, who is the very best person that I know to teach on this topic? Fortunately, Jasmine and I became good friends over the last year, being a part of a mastermind group together. We're involved in a nonprofit organization together now as well. And I just love her heart and soul. And she is just such an incredible, incredible trainer and just an even better person. So if you're not familiar with Jasmine, this is going to be a, a treat. She is like on fire every time she talks. But this episode is chock full of strategy. When we went into it, we didn't really have a script. Like Typically, when I do interviews with guests... We usually don't have like a script. I don't even really... I mean, I'll send them, hey, let's talk about this topic. But I like to really just kind of keep it authentic in the moment, back and forth. And we didn't set out really going down the path that we did. We were just going to talk about Instagram stories. But we really get into like specific examples that she shares like, hey, if I was selling makeup... This is exactly what I would do and say on stories. And here's how I would turn that into a customer. If I was selling nutritional shakes or weight loss, this is what I would do. And when we finished, it was funny. We both just looked at each other. We were recording it on Zoom and there was video, but we only used the audio. We just looked at each other and we were like, man, that was good because it really was. And I'm excited to share this episode with you because. Like I said earlier, regardless of where you are, you're a newbie just starting out with stories or you're somebody that's already doing stories, you're going to love, love, love the uh, strategies that we share inside of this particular episode. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick it right over to Jasmine. I can't wait for you to hear her story and uh, specifically hear this training on Instagram stories. All right, everybody. Well, I am extra, extra excited for today's episode. I have a great friend of mine and someone that I know that all of you are going to really enjoy hearing today, Miss Jasmine Starr. Jasmine, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you so much. I am so happy to be here. It's been a minute. You know we've been waiting for this. So we're ready. We're ready to go. We've
0: been trying to make this happen for a while. So Jasmine and I actually... Got connected last year. We were in James Wedmore's Inner Circle Mastermind program. Shout out to James. I'm sure he's not listening, but whatever. Oh, and, he is. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be
1: surprised.
0: But you know, we had a chance to meet and I knew of Jasmine already because Instagram is the hot topic. I know with all of you and myself and I wanted to learn Instagram and I said, Hey, who do I need to follow? But I'll tell you the thing that outside of just the expertise on using Instagram as a marketing platform, which we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about Insta Stories, which I know are like the hottest thing on Instagram. And I'm excited to chat about that. But the thing that I love the most about Jasmine and why I wanted to have her be on the podcast was, I know that the heart and soul behind the work that you do are aligned with what we teach here in our community. And we have a community of entrepreneurs, of network marketers that are really driven by impact and purpose and love and service and giving. Like That's the stuff we like talking about. And I know that's the same stuff that you're made up of, and so that's even more of the reason why I love you and the work that you do. And I'm excited for the probably six people that listen to this podcast that don't know who you are <laughs> to introduce you to them. So, Jasmine, thanks for being here. Before we get into like the nitty gritty of stories, I'd love to have you just share a little bit about your past. I mean, I know you've always been this just like super confident, successful. Charismatic entrepreneur, right? You've always been that way, just crushing it on stage and firing. Okay, songs. you're being
1: facetious, right? Because you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the most gullible people because I was like, really? I was like, you oh, did. I'm so sorry about you booked the wrong Jasmine star on your podcast. <laughs> you can't
0: see the video, but it would have been funny if you could because he's like looking at me like,
1: I was like, I, are you I don't, setting me up? I don't know if I knew you were well being
0: serious or.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it was actually quite the antithesis. I, you know, as the daughter of immigrants, as growing up obese, as being homeschooled, not learning how to read until I was 11, always feeling perpetually behind the curve. The narrative I spent the first third of my life telling myself was that I wasn't one of the special, the gifted or the lucky ones. And I think that the second third of my life was really spent reprogramming what that meant and how that wasn't true. And how a girl from the hood with no formal training could pick up a camera and decide to start a photography business, having not any education, not having any money, growing up in a blue-collar neighborhood without knowing a single person in my entire life who had ever started a business before me to just somehow randomly wake up and say, I'm going to start a business. And then three years later, be voted one of the top photographers in the world. So when people talk about, oh, you come across as being really confident. Well, the reason why I come across being confident is because I empower people to believe that the impossibilities are actually possibilities for them only because I stand first as a testament that people who are widely underfunded, underqualified and underprepared can actually set out and achieve the thing that they want to do.
0: I love that. What was the big shift for you in terms of like really believing that you can do this successfully? You know, be an entrepreneur, right? Because I know that like we're talking about social media and obviously I think that's probably, and you see this, right? The biggest hurdle that people have is just That imposter syndrome, you know, I'm not good enough. Was there a moment or was there a big shift for you that helped you step into that belief that you could do this?
1: Have you ever heard of that like term of a 10 year overnight sensation? There's never like one big shift. It wasn't as if somebody, I got invited on a podcast or I stepped on a stage or I had this, you know, six figure client. It was never those things. It was literally the daily grind of showing up and doing the same thing over and over again, learning from your past mistakes and embracing when people tell you no. The greatest gift that you can give yourself as an entrepreneur, specifically when it comes to direct selling, uh, you know this world is that when you embrace the no, you take out the sting that somebody has power over you and that the no is a direct reflection of what you're selling and not a direct reflection of you.
0: Yes. I actually just did a podcast episode on inconsistency. And we talked about how People that struggle with consistency, that stems from worthiness, right? If you truly believed you were worthy, you wouldn't be inconsistent. And I think what you're saying is really important. And isn't it even more important to have that belief on social? Because the thing I love about social is it's just a big, big experiment. It's a big laboratory. You do something and it doesn't succeed the way that you want. It's just a learning opportunity for you to get closer to where you want to be, right? Do you view that as kind of the plan for people starting out?
1: A thousand percent. And if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I hated science and I don't want it to be a laboratory. Well, then let's flip the script. You can call it whatever you want. I have a tendency to call it like a cocktail party on the internet. The difficulty is that people walk in and they behave in their digital cocktail party so much differently than they would in real life at a cocktail party. Like, would you walk into the center of a cocktail party and say, hello, I've arrived and then stand in the center of the room and expect people to come up to you without going up to people and starting conversation if somebody were if you were standing in the center of the cocktail party and somebody came up to you and said hi my name is Cynthia and you replied if you buy now shipping's included <laughs> you're right like you know it's like people aren't having conversations they're using instagram as like qvc and then they're yeah. like but bob it doesn't work well listen yeah. sharon you're going to have to have a conversation and become a nice human and yeah. then build the no like and trust factor and then maybe after three months of conversations and maybe after showing up on stories and maybe after posting polls and maybe after responding to DMs that you could possibly sit down and say, do you have five minutes to jump on a Zoom call in case you ever want to build a life towards freedom? Yeah. If you're not willing to do that, that's not the game. you know.
0: Isn't it funny how all of our interpersonal skills just go out the window when we're communicating on social media? For some reason, we don't feel like that's the same thing, you know?
1: It is the same thing, but I have wild empathy because if you legitimately look back in human history, we have been doing the social game for about a decade. That's how long we've been able to function in its capacity. Many of us who are on this, listening to this podcast have really been in the social game in a different capacity for the past five or six years. Like, do I look at a five year old, at a six year old and then say, you don't know how to write an essay? Are you a fool? No, of course not. We're literally in the throes of humanity for the first time in human history to be standing on platforms with megaphones and all of a sudden we're questioning how we behave. No, this is a fundamental shift in how we communicate. I have wild empathy. And I am not like, how dare you? Or isn't this silly? It's like, no, dude, we're trying to figure this out. How can we collectively help each other learn how to navigate, be first to market and take avant-garde approaches when everybody else is doing the safe and narrow thing?
0: Mm, That's a great point. I never thought of it that way. That's important. Let me ask you this, because here's the question that I get a lot. A lot of my audience and a lot of my students, they spend most of their time on Facebook. They feel at this point, they've at least kind of figured that out. right? They know how to use Messenger. But for some reason, when they go to Instagram, they feel lost. The same principles don't apply. In terms of messaging... Because I know that there's a different nuance, obviously, of communicating on there. But would you say that the same principles apply in both platforms in terms of the way that you first communicate and connect with in terms of messaging and commenting and stuff? Would you say they're the same? They're similar? Is Instagram different in any way in your mind?
1: So I've always been, and this is not a story i am telling myself, it's just factual. I've always been slow. I was never the first to answer a question. I was never the first to learn how to do things. I have a twin sister. And when we turned 16, she immediately got a driver's license and I did not get my driver's license until I was 18. So that type of behavior has kind of like kind of followed me through life. And so when my sister got her license and she was 16, I took her license because we look identical and drove to the grocery store. Totally legal. Why am I bringing this up? (laughs) Well, I'm bringing it up because I had to learn on the fly how to drive a car. Two years after my sister had already had a license, my brand new boyfriend, who is now my husband, we met in high school, decided to teach me how to drive stick. I knew how to drive a car I understood the functionalities of driving the car, but adding the component of stick put me back again. How do I learn how to add an extra component? And I can't help but feel like this is identical to what Facebook is. Facebook is your automatic Toyota Corolla that you're feeling pretty good with. And then all of a sudden, you're put in a 1982 Ford Ranger truck with a camper in the back and a rug in the back of the truck. Am I giving too much of an example? This is true life, what my life looked like back when I was in high school. I was trying to learn how to drive this 1982 Ford Ranger. The car, the movement, the functionality is the same, but the nuances could be the difference installing in the center of an intersection the way that I did. So the same, but different.
0: Yeah. because you live in this world, do you think, is Instagram really the future for marketing in terms of the social platforms, Instagram versus Facebook? Why do you think people should be on Instagram today?
1: So I should probably take a quick step back and people will say, this is your world. This is what you live in. And the answer to that is it's not. The world I live in is what is the cheapest platform to get the most amount of attention? Because that's where I'll be. So today I'm speaking and in love with Instagram because it's the cheapest platform that gives us the most amount of reach. But tomorrow, if it's BobbleBeep app, I'm the first person on it. I'm diving in. And yes, I have built up a pretty substantial following on Instagram, but I have a very strong following on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. I was building out Snapchat when I felt like it was important. So let's make something very clear that two years from now in 24 months, there's a really good chance I will be on this podcast saying the exact same things, but it won't be about Instagram. It's going to be about the next big thing. So why do I think people should be there now? It is the most highly effective, highly engaging, fastest growing platform in all of human history, as of now, it beat out how fast it was growing. It beat out Snapchat how fast it was growing. It was beat out Facebook at how fast it's growing. Now, Facebook still has double the platform, so the pond is much bigger and the pond is much deeper. The rate at which the Instagram pond is growing is much faster.
0: Yeah, just the experience of it. It's I prefer it so much over Facebook at this point.
1: But here's the thing: like with all love and respect, because I really think that you're truly brilliant. I don't care what you prefer the same way you should not care what I prefer. Hell, I don't care what I prefer. I only care what my dream customer prefers. Yeah. Kind of like grates on me, like Jasmine, Instagram is where you should be. And I'm like, Instagram is where all businesses should be. And I'm like, no, not if your customer's not there. Listen, if you are in direct sales and you are 65 years old, double down on Facebook triple down on Facebook. There's no need for you to diversify where your customer isn't, isn't at. And the only reason I'm talking about this is because we're here to talk about Instagram stories, but I also want to know that the same applications we're talking about, Instagram stories could 100% be applied to Facebook stories, to LinkedIn stories and whatever next platform. So we're talking about social stories, period. We know that they're effective. We can get into that, but that's not to say if you're not doing Instagram stories, you're going to lose the game. It's absolutely not. This is about your customer only.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. And I should have clarified. I prefer it because I just find it's easier for me to engage in conversations with people. Me that too. I, that I feel love it. Like real people that oh, yeah. actually want a, to be promoted. A
1: thousand percent. Yeah. You and I feel the same way. A hundred percent.
0: So you've got Instagram and you know, there's a lot of different components of Instagram. You've got the feed. You've got Instagram TV. You've got Instagram Live. We're here to talk Instagram stories. Why are Insta stories so important? What makes them so great? And what are some of the statistics in terms of where are people spending time on Instagram? Let's at least build the case why they should be doing stories on Instagram.
1: So studies have shown that stories are the fastest growing component within the app itself. So that's super promising. So we're in Vegas. And I tell you, if you place your bet on red 16, there's a higher likelihood you're going to get it based on where this ball is spinning. Cool. That in and of itself is good. I like to focus on the types of customers who watch stories, specifically customers who watch stories from beginning, middle, and end. If you are noticing that you have a group of people, a small group of people who are watching all of your stories, they are going to be your hottest leads, your most likely customers, and your soon-to-be downline. Those are the people who just Really want to creep on you. They want to see the nuances. They want to see the lifestyle. Now, we have to remember as we get into this MLM world, people, yes, are buying the shake, the hair care, the makeup, but what are they really buying? A piece of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if you can effectively communicate that in stories, you're already two, 10 steps ahead of the game.
0: Yeah. And that's the great thing for anybody that's listening that's like a complete newbie to stories. One of the great things about stories is you can actually literally see the names of every person that's watching your story. So, as you go through them, obviously the number will diminish over time because not, you know, people kind of check out, but you get to that last story, you're going to see common names of people. And, and that's what Jasmine's referring to. Those are like the hottest of hot prospects because they care enough about what you have to say that they're actually showing up every day. I think that's a great advantage that stories can give you in terms of marketing.
1: And so let's break this down with an example, if that's okay, Bob. So how would I give this example? And if you say, no, this is not going to work, like let's move on. And Hey, no, I have no pride. I have no ego. Like I want to serve your crew. Let's say that I am in direct sales. I'm an MLM and I'm selling makeup. One thing that I would do on stories in order to drive engagement and create personal allegiance is that I would put out a story and I would say, Hey guys, I'm thinking about doing a smoky eyelid, or I'm thinking about doing a day look, which would you prefer? So I record that story. And then what I do is I go through and I put a poll. I add a poll sticker to that story. And on one side of the poll story, I say smoky eye. And on the other side of the story, I say day look. So I, depending on which wins, let's say 67% of people want the day look. Well, what I do is I will create a story. Hey guys, here's a four part story of how I create my five minute day look. I record it. And then what I do is I can go and see the results from the poll. Anybody who voted for the day look, I can send them a DM and say, hey, Jennifer, I did a day look. Hope you enjoy. Next. Hey, Bobby, I did a day look. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Susan. And so people are like, wait, we can send a DM to people who watched our stories and then indicated that that is the content they want to see. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And so just imagine when Bobby opens a DM from you after voting and then you say, Hey, Bobby, I did this video. She's like, number one, she's blown away that you've taken the time to respond to her. Number two, you're creating valuable content she's already considered wanting to see. Number three, she's building out your engagement. And number four, you're building a pathway to trust and communication, Mm. which then leads to product and then possible downline as you build your team.
0: Mm. Boom. Mic drop. That's it.
1: Hey. Episode over.
0: They don't need (laughs) that anymore. But seriously though, here's why this is so good because you have the option when you post a story, you can either post it to your story or you can send it directly to someone else, right? Instagram gives you the ability to do that. And that's what Jasmine's referring to. But here's why I love this. Because the thing that I always hear from people is, what do I say when I message someone, right? They're so stuck on like how to open up a conversation... What easier and better way to open up a conversation with giving someone something of pure value that they actually asked for and you know they need. And it's such a great way to add value and create rapport. And let's be real. For most people starting out, it's not like you're going to have thousands of people that are answering your polls. So it's going to be very doable. And I would argue, what better time could you possibly spend than doing something like
1: that? Oh, a thousand percent. If your customer list isn't deep, and if you don't have a very large team, what you don't have is money, but what you have is time. And time leads to money if it's strategically aligned to your goal. And so in this perspective, Bob is a thousand percent right. People say, but Jasmine, only seven people voted on a story. That's seven hot leads. Are you crazy? Put up those praise hands and say seven people want to see something that I want to put out? Heck yes. When's the last time you walked into the library, a bar, church, a bat mitzvah, and seven people said, hey, I want to see your smoky eye look? Ain't not happening. Seven people on Instagram indicate that it's such, you're winning the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a limitless amount of possibilities of how you could execute that. So like what you would do is whichever side won, right? You could post that, but then you could still individually message all those people and say, Hi, I don't know, just in case you missed it, here's the thing. I saw you answer, right? So you could. 100%.
1: A hundred, 110%. That's actually what I thought I was proposing. And then you had come out and said, oh, you can actually send stories to people. So this is actually one story that could be executed in two different ways. You could send that story to somebody or you can go back in your responses and DM them and say, hey, before the story expires, I just did the content that you wanted to see. Yeah. Like we literally have no excuses not to be creating content that specifically people have, have indicated.
0: Yeah, so you do both, and you use it either way. But doesn't this get back to the core, fundamental idea where it's like we get so caught up in the numbers, and you know a lot of it stems from the fact that we attach our own self worth to the amount of likes or views that we get. And and to me, what wins on social today is going deep. It's understanding, like you said, you don't need seven hundred people to respond to a poll for that to be an effective method of you building your business. One person is all it takes. And it's like, I think so many times people look past the one person. They don't honor the one person. And that's the reason why they never get to the 10 or the 100. And it's like, honor the people you have, go deep. That's the fastest way to build your following, right? Would you agree with that?
1: A thousand percent. But now let's go Can I give another example? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love this like one strategy. This is like so good. And I know my audience, they eat up strategies. So like, Let's give some other examples.
1: I was going to. It's like you're literally lobbing me a softball right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I well, want to Babe Ruth this trash. <laughs> okay, so what I would do if I was you know, just starting out and instead of a makeup company, let's say that I want to get into shakes, right? So I want to sell shakes. I could wake up and consistently make the commitment for 10 days. I specifically chose 10 because it's a week and a half. So I could start on a Monday and then I can end on a Wednesday. So every day for 10 days, I show myself making a variety of smoothies and I'm getting DMs from people saying, Oh, what did you put in that smoothie? Oh, what did you add? And I'm creating those conversations. I may or may not be getting those DMs. Okay, let's say, worst case scenario, I don't get a single DM people asking me about my smoothies. Well, on day 11, after showing up consistently for 10 days, I will do a story and then I'll say, This is my smoothie today. Got some unsweetened coconut, got some almond butter, protein. This is what I'm doing. And then I'll say, Hey, if you guys want to know my favorite recipes, let's all chat about it. I put that in stories and then I add the chat icon. And now Instagram is empowering you to have a chat with the first. 30 people who respond specifically to that story. So now what have I done? I have aggregated a group of people who are interested in my blueberry chocolate smoothie. And then I say, Hey guys, if you guys join the chat and I add the chat line, we will talk about my favorite smoothie recipes. And you're going to join eight of us as we chat about this. And so all of a sudden you have a group text message. Oh, MG on Instagram talking about smoothies. And then you talk about how you have your birthday cake flavor, your vanilla flavor, your chocolate flavor, and a greens flavor. You rotate these days. This is you use them as a meal supplement. You're basically selling people in group chat, not by selling, but by talking and creating value.
0: Yeah, I love that. And so the way that it works is if they click on the chat sticker, they'll automatically be added into a group message, basically in the DM section, right? Yes which is huge because you're getting these targeted leads that you know are interested in that one specific thing that you can communicate, you've got a little community. And then what I would recommend and you know let me know if you feel any differently like if I had somebody that I thought was like a really hot lead that I wanted to maybe like transition into that sales conversation, I would probably pull them out individually and do that. Would you recommend that?
1: Yes. And for people who may or may not be there, like I would freely, freely and openly with zero expectations, be adding value to that conversation. And you can leave the conversation at any point in time. So don't feel like you're like stuck in that conversation in perpetuity, but I would start that conversation. And just like if I had said, if there's like a really hot lead, I would then transition to one-on-one DM, but I would also in that group chat say, Hey guys, have you guys checked out my free ebook on smoothies? And so even if they're not necessarily going to be transitioning into specific sales or becoming a team member, you get them on a newsletter list and you take them not just on Instagram, but you can build out your newsletter list by creating a one-to-one connection. You can then foster that lukewarm lead into a very hot lead over time.
0: Yeah. And then so another way for most of our audience would probably be that it would be okay if you've delivered all that free value up front that wasn't specifically selling or promoting, it's okay to say, hey, by the way, I've got this product that I love. If you're interested, check it out. It's okay to do that as long as that's not what you're leading with and that's not the majority.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now remember, let's go back to this cocktail party. If you and me and six other people were standing around, because I know Bob's audience are just like straight and narrow. So it's like, we're not sipping wine, we're sipping green smoothies, okay? So here we are. Let's say that we're at Bob's in-person event. And Bob has his welcome party and we're all there and we're in Texas. We're at the welcome party. We all introduce ourselves and we're talking about things that we like. We like wine and everybody introduces themselves. And what if I said right immediately, you know, you guys, I have this wine membership. Can I talk to you about the wine membership? All six of those people would walk away. You do not get into a sales conversation immediately upon meeting somebody. What do you do? You warm them up to it. So same behavior in a cocktail party is what you emulate on social.
0: Yeah. So just to reinforce, because I know sometimes this goes in one year and out the other, the winning strategy with stories is lead with valuable content, like in an ideal world, in some way related to what you have to sell, but not with the specific intent of selling, right? So like you said, if you're selling makeup, the smoky eye, and then at the back end of it, that could naturally lead you to, hey, here's a product that I have. That to me is the winning formula.
1: Absolutely. And when we talk about creating content that's specific to what it is that you're selling, like it one for one, it doesn't, and nor do I think it should all be about the thing that you sell. But a general rule of thumb is, you know, like around 70% of your stories are not selling, but they are talking about what it is that you are selling. And then the other 30% could be about, you know, your cat and it could be about your morning run. And it could be about your devotionals. It could be about a lot of stuff. But you remember, we're not using stories to sell. We're using stories to build our personal brands and market the thing that we're selling without selling it.
0: Yeah. To me, when I think of the people that I love watching the stories of the most, those are the ones that are willing to share Mm -hmm. the biggest spectrum of their lives, right? They Mm -hmm. share all these different parts and it just helps us really get to know them more as a person. And it's like, it's those points of connection, that trust that we build by getting to know someone. That's eventually what leads us to buying when they do sell or they do promote. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. They feel pigeonholed. Like, well, I sell makeup. I can only do stories on makeup. But you're saying, open your life up. Stories is an opportunity for people to really get to know you. It's like that behind the scenes look, right?
1: And here's the thing. If you are creative enough, you could literally tie anything back to the thing that you're selling. So if I sold makeup, I could also do my night skincare routine. I'm not selling skincare, but I could show the skincare, right? Because it goes back to my skin. If I sell makeup and I talk about like my breakfast routine or what I'm eating for breakfast, people would say, well, how does breakfast have to do with makeup? Well, what you put in your body comes out through the skin. So we must feed from the inside. I could take a a story about me and my dog on a run and talk about how my dog isn't hypoallergenic. So what are the things that I'm doing while I'm out on my run? I could talk about this, my sunscreen that I use. Am I selling sunscreen? No. Is it going back ultimately to taking care of my skin as a result of the makeup that I wear? Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's all starting conversations. Like I find Mm -hmm. I will have people that will comment on my stories that never, never, Mm -hmm. ever comment on me. I promise you they don't even watch my videos. But you know, if I post what I ate for breakfast that day, so-and-so Susie Smith is always going to comment. And oh, if, yeah. that, if that's the door opening of me talking to her, it could lead to something bigger or that I want for my business. Oh my gosh.
1: What? Just yesterday, Bob, just yesterday. So I pour my guts out on Instagram. I want to smother people with value. That's my goal, right? So I put together this Instagram Live. I'm doing stories. I'm out there teaching. And the number one... Question I am asked in probably over 30 DMs. Jasmine, where did you get those earrings? <laughs> Bob, I wanted to pound my head against the wall. Uh, I was like, here I am giving you insight. You're asking about my earrings? But guess what? I, can, I, I can, gladly I really, said, I yeah. gladly, re- oh, this, of course. And I'm, like, I'm here to help in any way. It's
0: all I- conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So, hey, let's talk like best practices because I know that this is a big question What are best practices in terms of how many story posts per day? Is there a number? Should you worry about that? Does it matter what time of the day you post? Should you post them all at once? Or should you just spread them out as you go? What do you see working the best for you and your students?
1: So number one, the best thing to take into consideration is that there isn't a right or wrong for the amount of Instagram stories. It depends on what does your end customer want to see. There are some end customers who really just want to see like 20 stories. They love it. They'll watch it from beginning, middle, and end. And then there are other customers who really just want to see like three. So the best way to determine your perfect number would be to watch your metrics. So let's just say you post 10 stories in a day. There is a natural fall off, right? So you have the most amount of views at the beginning stories, and then they'll go down towards the end of stories because not everybody's going to stay with you. But if you start noticing that you post 10 stories and that all of a sudden you're losing like 50 or 60% of people by story number five, that is a very clear indication that people want to see less from you. If you have a tendency to keep most of your audience through most of your stories, you don't need to change your cadence. That's a really great cadence. So the only person to answer that question would be you. So you just have to watch how many people are staying from my first story to my last story. Mm. But general rule of thumb is that as you're looking at Instagram stories up at the top, people like to see lines instead of dots. Mm. So if you have two Instagram stories, you see two big lines at the top of your Instagram story. If you do four Instagram stories, will you see or smaller lines. There are some people who are doing so many Instagram stories that the lines turn into dots, right? Yeah. So, whenever somebody looks at dots, there's a clear indication like, I'm probably not gonna watch all of this. And then yeah. to finish out, the last question that Bob had asked is should we be posting all of our stories at once or should we be spreading them out through the day? Again, there isn't a right or wrong, but from my experience, I have noticed that I will have more consistent views when I am posting throughout the day. Why does this happen? Because if somebody's watching stories and then they skip my story, right, the entirety of the story, that means that Instagram won't show them the rest of their stories. If I'm posting consistently throughout the day, there's an opportunity for them to, oh, I wouldn't have really expected to watch Jasmine's stories, but this one thing that she's doing on this random time, I might be drawn into it. In that case, I like to post my stories as close to real time as possible.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Hey, here's a question for you. Because one of the... you know, I think I mentioned it. I don't know if I mentioned it yet. We're teaching stories in my Legacy Leadership Academy this month. And one of the areas where I challenge some of our students, because I see a lot of people do this, and I'm just curious to get your thoughts, is I see a lot of people that post stories that never do direct camera. So they only do pictures. And I'm sure there's no right or wrong, but... Have you noticed and do you recommend that people are actually videoing themselves talking and sharing? Have you noticed that there is a difference in engagement when people see you? Do you teach that? I'm just kind of curious your perspective on
1: that. Okay. So like I said earlier, like my perspective, it don't matter. What I want to do, I'm a data nerd, right? So for people who don't know, I have a monthly social media membership called Social Curator. There are thousands of people in this group. And my objective is to study their behaviors and patterns so that I can data mine and start creating Estimations and predictions for what's going to happen in the future. And what I have noticed is that with stories, it really is dependent on industry. For people who are building out personal brands, talking to camera is wildly powerful. For people who are selling like their own handcrafted product, talking to camera isn't as necessary. But the quickest way to build trust is yes, to look at a camera, but it is also wildly tantamount that if you're talking to camera, you have to keep it engaging. Nobody is going to watch an eight or nine set story of you being disorganized, distracted, not having a clear view, because what is something that people value the most in their lives? That's time. So if you don't respect their time, or if they feel like you're wasting your time by just being a talking head, it's not going to be fun. So what I always recommend is that if you're going to have a like talking to camera story, each story, you can change your background. You can add gifts or GIFs. You can put stickers, you can use different filters. Remember Instagram stories. I used to say that Instagram stories was like creating commercials for your business. I no longer say that. I was so wrong. Instagram Stories is creating your own Netflix series that people can binge on. Now, when you watch Stranger Things and when you watch like Big Little Lies and when you watch all these other stories, you notice that the camera changes a scene every few seconds to keep it visually stimulating. On Instagram, we should be looking at our environment, our stickers, GIFs, and filters as the same way to keep that artistic flair going and keep people interested. Yeah,
0: I love that analogy. But I think I mentioned that because in our particular profession, it is important because we are looking to make a personal connection with people. And I know there's probably a lot of my listeners that do stories, but they're afraid to put themselves on camera. So I just wanted you to share that with them because I want to give them the extra little push to... Start experimenting with that, get over that fear and say, get on camera, just make sure you've got something to say and it's related to what you're talking about for that day.
1: So, how about we take something actionable? How about Bob and I present a challenge? So, your challenge for the next seven days is for you to show up on social Instagram stories or Facebook stories or LinkedIn if that's your jam. So, using social stories, we want you to post four times. Now, you could say, I've never been on camera before, I'm not comfortable with it. Well, then perfect. What if you were to do what I call an environmental setter. So you're on camera and you say where you are. Hi guys, I'm at my favorite coffee shop. Hi guys, I'm at Whole Foods. Hi guys, I'm working from home today and I'm going to share X. What are you going to share with him? Story number two, you could actually take a picture of your coffee cup, an aisle at Whole Foods, and then you could put text on top of that and say, what is your favorite coffee drink? Or what are you planning to buy at Whole Foods? And then you go back to camera and you say, the reason this is important is because of X. And then the fourth slide, you can add just text. So Bob and I aren't saying, hey guys, show up on stories, talk to them. What we're inviting you to do is to create value, is to set your environment, to build trust, but to have it be a mix of on camera versus just pictures and text.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that's like exactly what we're doing in my membership program is last week, I had a challenge to everybody. I said, here's your homework for the week. We gave them a number between five and 10 story posts per day. I was like, I don't even care if you take a picture of your feet. Like, just do it and don't judge yourself. And it was crazy because I can't even tell you how many people came back to me and said, I'm blown away. Like, the most I ever had, we had one particular girl say, like, the most she'd ever have watched a story of hers was like 10 people and she's like at the end of a week i had over 100 people watch
1: one wow week. that is more, so good
0: for consistency and obviously you want to get better and you want to evolve in terms of the way you deliver your content but you only learn that from doing it
1: absolutely you only absolutely.
0: get that perspective from taking action absolutely. which i think goes back to the first thing that you said when you started is that you're only truly going to learn and grow by doing Get off the sidelines, get your feet moving and do it. And I think a lot of times you'll be amazed by what you see.
1: If that's one thing that you walk away from this podcast, you know it's not about Instagram stories. The reason you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing it is that in this moment, you know one truth. And the truth is you need to stop thinking and you need to start doing.
0: Mm -hmm. So true. That's the perfect place to end the episode, I believe. It's
1: okay. Almost like we know what we're doing, like we've done this before. You want Don't tell anybody. Bring Don't tell anybody. In the loop and bring in the full circle.
0: So, well, listen, Jasmine. Thanks so much for being here. This has been really good. I love doing episodes where there's like really highly actionable strategies. Like I know even some of our listeners have already paused and they're already like executing yes. some of the things. Thank you for that. But hey, do me a favor and tell everybody where they can get more of this amazing valuable content from me. Where's the best place for them to connect?
1: I'm making it nice and easy. You can find everything that I do and who I am and score freebies at jasminestar.com and jasminestar on all social platforms.
0: Yeah, highly recommend. If you are serious about Instagram, there's no one else that you should be following than Jasmine. So Jasmine, thanks for being here. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Take care.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, listen, everybody, I hope you loved that interview and that training as much as I did. And listen, I just want to reiterate the challenge that Jasmine and I gave you in that episode. If you've been holding back on stories, trying to figure it out, wondering what you're supposed to do and say, look, just do it. Get in there, start experimenting, have fun. The only way you're going to figure out Instagram stories is by doing it. You can't Sit on the sidelines and make yourself better. You got to, like we jokingly say so many times, embrace the suck, get to it. And I have no doubt, just like Jasmine shared with you, you will find, and, and a lot of our students, you know, I mentioned in the interview, we're teaching Instagram stories inside of my Legacy Leadership Academy, and tons of our students are blown away by the increases in engagement and views and attention that they're getting on Instagram just from doing stories consistently. So, I want you to take me up on that challenge. Start today, just test it out, figure it out, have fun. And I think you'll find that this will be one of the most fun and effective tools that you have for your business. So, thanks so much for joining me. I love and appreciate all of you. I will see you soon on the next episode.